Everybody, Inside Dirt Show, episode number 14. It is Monday, the 29th of July, and we are back from what I could only say is one of the most eventful MX Nationals rounds I've ever been to, and that was in Maury. And uh, we're going to get into that. Now, sorry if I sound a little tired right now, guys, but it is a long trip back from Maury, and uh, I got a few things going on today on Monday. We're running a little bit of an abbreviated show today, um, just for the fact that, for the most part, everyone's up at Coolum already from the crew, um, so I got no producer. Donnell's up there. Um, most of the writers are up there. Um, Duran Stapleton, my normal co-host, decided that he'd get all rock star about it and he'd go hit the Tinder circuit in America. He's back over there doing some riding and God knows what else. So uh, Banger's doing his thing over there, so I got no Duran. And um, pretty much everybody else that I have in studios at Coolum. Um, so, yeah, I had to come home. I had some things to get done this week. I'm flying back out again Friday morning to get back up to Coolum. Um, so that's about it. So how we're going to do it today is in just a minute, our guest for this week's show is going to be Davey Motorsports, KTM's Dylan Wills. Wills, he's coming off his first moto win of the season at Maury and uh, second overall. It's going to be good to have Wilsey on. And I'm just going to have a bit of a chat with Wilsey. Uh, then I'll give you guys a rundown on the events. I'm sure everyone wants to get to what happened as to why there was only one moto uh, in each class, and then it was uh, the event was called off. So I'll give you guys a rundown on that. And then I did something new, which I've been wanting to do for a lot of the rounds, but I finally got to it, which was I went around and got some post-race interviews. I got one with Brett Metcalf and Yurif Konsky. Um, that's pretty funny, actually. Uh, Yurif kind of hijacked that one, but we uh, we had some fun with it. Um, also got um, Regan Duffy, and we got one with Todd Waters as well. So I'm going to throw that in at the end of the show because, I said, there's not going to be a whole heap of uh, show going on for this one. It's just going to be a quick uh, chat with Dylan Wills. I'll give you guys a rundown on the results. Um, we'll cover the whole deal of what happened with the, the event being called off after one race, and then we'll get to the post-race interviews. So um, like I said, this is episode 14. This is the more re-review Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, appreciate the love. Appreciate the listens all season long. Get me a little bit emotional. This is uh, the second to last review we'll do for the MX Nationals, but we've got some cool stuff in the works for Australian Supercross. We might have a live show going out on Facebook Live uh, from Coolum on Friday this week, um, and the audio will get put into the uh, the pod stream as well for you subscribers. So if you guys are listening to this and you've just found a link, please subscribe Get it on iTunes, get it on Spotify, subscribe to it. You get every episode and uh, help us share it out. Help us share the love. So um, that'd be good because we're, we're putting a lot in and the numbers are growing, but we need more subscribers. We need more shares. Got to get that community going for the uh, Inside Dirt Show. Um, all right. So let's get into Maury, uh, round number eight. Penultimate weekend of racing. The next two rounds going to be back to backers. That's at Coolum. So Saturday, Sunday, the championships are one and done as they say, and uh, wow, it is, um, I tell you what, dramatic this year would be an understatement. I, I've been on this tour for a lot of years now, and I haven't really had a season like this that I can remember that had 
so many twists and turns, red plate changes, especially in Thor MX1, man. It's been crazy. Um, but Maury, we'll get to it. All right, this is how Maury went down. So start of the day, track was prepped. Um, you know, I thought really well. Honestly, I thought they did a great job. It's been dry out there for a long time, no rain. Um, but, yeah, they watered it. They ripped it. Like, it started forming up good in practice and qualifying. There was a few wet spots, uh, a few mud bogs, so to speak, on the insides. But they rutted up good. And, you know, other than the first turn that you guys would have seen on MX Live, that was a little wet. But for the most part, the track looked sick. I wasn't riding it. Um, but I think there was just, you know, the dark dirt on top, hard dirt underneath. It was catching a lot of guys out. You know, it was slippery in some spots, and it was super hard and edgy in other spots. But... Yeah, I don't think that really explained the crashes. Like, honestly, I think it was just a freak day. Uh, and I want to get Wilsey's perspective on it because he obviously survived both motos and nothing crazy happened. But, you know, there was, um, you know, basically I'll give you guys the rundown. What happened was we had that massive incident in MXD, which was Mason Simmons, Jack Kukas, and Mason Rowe. And I'm sure you've seen the crashes on uh, Instagram already. People have been posting them up, chopping them up off the TV show, putting them on there. And, uh, yeah, that was brutal. Um, and that was three guys in one moto that went to the hospital and basically it was a regional area. And, um, you know, basically what happened was there was a few more injuries from the MX nationals event, but there was also a massive trail ride event going on. Uh, I think, you know, a hundred so kilometers away somewhere in the regional area, but they had a bunch of incidents too. And they had ambos and flying doctors and all sorts going out there. And basically the region was just kind of overwhelmed. Uh, and and in in the concern of uh, rider safety, it got to the point where the hospital couldn't support the event at the MX Nationals anymore because of the incidents that had happened at that other event, and also a few of the incidents that had happened in the MX Nationals. So, rider safety. I don't think anyone was bummed out about it. Honestly, I think um, I think everyone was pretty cool with it. There was a big meeting with all the riders, all the team managers, and everyone had their you know their chance to say their piece, and everyone was pretty cool with it. I think everyone understood it was just a, a freak deal and. I honestly don't think you can blame anyone in particular. Like the track, track was gnarly. I'm not going to say it wasn't. It was high speed. There was some gnarly rhythm sections out there. You know, there was a two, there's like a two and then a tabletop and another four singles. And you could go two, four, two. So you could quad off the tabletop. And it was pretty big. A lot of guys were doing it. I think we only had one injury off that jump, maybe a couple of crashes, but only one of those guys ended up in the race safe rig. But, um, it just seemed like everyone was sending it. And in my opinion, I want to talk to Wilsey about this in a second, but I don't think that the guys were riding to the conditions. I think, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what was in the water at Moree, but it just seemed like everyone was going full send mode. And, uh, you know, it, it just didn't work out well. I mean, you know, you're hearing the post-race interview I put up with Brett Metcalf, like Medi said he just really wasn't willing to push that edge. And Medi was a solid third in, in uh, MX1 in that opening moto. But um, he just said he wasn't willing to go any faster than where he was at. And I think maybe a few more guys should have rode to that. Um, but, you know, there was also just some crazy crashes in the sand section. Like Carl Webster. Not Carl Webster, sorry. Um, that would have been Reese Budd on the uh, Penrite CRF Racing uh, Honda. Just getting all freestyle about it and getting blown off the side of the bike going into the sand section in MXD. Um, you know, Jay Wilson went down in the sand, then Wilson Todgers collected him. And I want to ask Wilsey if he even saw that. Surely he, no, he wouldn't because he was out front of that. But, um, yeah, a lot to talk about, man. Lots of went down at Maury, uh, a lot of crashes. 
Um, crazy point swing. So now we've got MX1, Todd Waters is back with the red plate. Luke Clout had a bit of a disaster. MX2, Kyle Webster has a real rough go of it. He's way back now in the points after, you know, chopping Wilson Todd's points lead in half uh, from the last round of Maitland. You know, then you've got guys like Wilsey getting moto wins. Um, some of the 450 guys did, did really well, like Caleb Ward and Richie Evans came out of nowhere to have some solid rides dealing along. Like those three all got their best rides of the season. So, um, We'll talk about that, but right now we're going to get on the phone, um, Dylan Wills, and uh, like I said, guys, I'm running this show by myself today, so uh, let's hope that Wilsy answers the phone and there's no complications, <laughs> because I don't got a producer right now, but we're going to get him on in just a second, um, but while we take a look at the overall, I think we might have Wilsy on the phone right now, so let's get into it, uh, David Motorsport, KDM's Dylan Wills, Wilsy, how we doing? I'm good, mate. How you going? Yeah, good, man. Thank you for uh, taking the time out. It looks like you're on a real hectic schedule of cycling around the, the beaches of Coolum this morning. Yeah, it's been pretty busy. Just got close to 40k in this morning. That was nice. That was kind of the goal for the week. Yeah, so, nice. Try and get every day on the pushy. <laughs> get uh, get the legs spun out from yesterday, really, eh? Yeah, that's it. No, it's uh, it's good, man. Just, um, you know, take the training aspect away from it and just try and enjoy the week and the nice roads up here and the views, so. Yeah, I was just saying in the intro, I've got no one in studio with me today because everyone's up at Coolum. Uh So I'm just running it solo and I've got you to help me out. But um, yeah, I'm feeling a bit left out right now, man, honestly. Yeah, it's, this is like the ritual for pretty much anyone that's raced nationals. For like, you know, in the last 10 years, this is just what you do. You just come up and you stay the week. Like we went to Maury, it's like not even close to Coolum and everyone just comes straight here and spends a week. So no, yeah, it's, it's definitely it's not a good place to definitely end. not close. I tell you what, I was sitting behind your dad on the plane ride to Sydney last night and um what's the go? Dad has to go home and you get to stay in the sun. What's going on there? Dad's pretty busy with work at the moment, so <laughs> he's pretty um he's pretty still and I try and get him to take the time off, but he's a worker, so he just stays at it and goes and gets it done. But I know what I'd be doing if I was him, I'd just be up here taking it in. Yeah, I mean it's the dream. It's the dream. I've done it. I've done it before, but I couldn't pull off this week, unfortunately. But um, yeah. all right, Wilsey, let's get into it, man. So look, um, before we get to the moto win, before we get to the second overall, everyone knows about that already. Um, a lot of crazy stuff went down at Maury, and I want to get your perspective on it. I mean, obviously, you had a really clean set of heels in that first moto. You just took off and did your thing. Um, but what what was your perspective on it? Because there was a lot of crashes, and in my opinion from outside looking in, I just think that guys were going way too hard for the conditions of the track and they weren't really thinking about it. They were just sending it. Um, I mean, you had a pretty uneventful day. Like, Talk us through your perspective on the track. Yeah, I mean, I'm really, I got the same outlook that you've got. I, I, it's, it's kind of hard to understand. I didn't, I thought Maitland track was sketchy and I think Maury track was pretty good. Like, uh, I mean, after kind of, the injuries that went down the MXC and then the big gap, um, the 450 guys said that the track was quite sketchy and I'd probably understand that seeing as though the track kind of just baked there for like an hour. But for my moto, man, like the track was like pretty well perfect. There was a couple of sloshy inside lines that were starting to form and then other than that, man, the dirt was like so grippy. Like of course you had slick spots on up ramps and down ramps and stuff, but that's the kind of stuff where you pretty much land in straight anyway. Like I, I really... I kind of found it hard. Like me and Cloudy, we drove from from Maury last night, and we were just like, man, I don't know how many, like how, how so many guys got hurt. Like it really wasn't that sketchy. Like the dirt was so tacky in the turns. In my moto, 
some of the some of the rafts that were leading to like the exits, like close to the berms, they were starting to blow, and I was like turning down off stuff easy. Like you could steer out of things. There was that much grip. So I, I really don't know. I don't. I don't know how many so many guys got hurt. All I can put it down to is uh, it being quite fast and. Um, it was really racy. Maybe guys just getting carried away. Yeah, I, I don't know. It, it kind of it confused me as well. Yeah, I think yeah that that might be it. Like I it just like I said in the intro before we got you on the line. Like guys were just sending it. Like I mean, under nineteen's crazy shit kind of always happens. You know, you've been in that class, but um, mm. I think that was just a freak deal with Kukus and uh, Mason and Sammons and Mason Rowe. Like that 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 can just happen. But it was unfortunate that. All three of them got caught yeah. up in that crash, man. But I mean, maybe my theory is this: like you, you know, you're from New South. Like watching Cloudy yourself, um, uh, you know, you're, you know, Cloudy's MX1, but he's still a younger guy. Like you watch Gibbsy and and Waters and that. Like they got so much experience in that stuff. But I reckon maybe you New South guys, like you know how to ride high pack a little bit better than most in this country. Um, my opinion, watching you guys, like you had that throttle control down, your apex and your turns. I, mean, I know Cloudy had a horrible moto, but um, he actually he looked good out there. It just didn't work out for him, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. I mean, take away the ninth place result. Like once he kind of cleared all the mud from his hands and his grips, um, he was he was riding well. And uh, yeah, I mean, the hardback stuff, we like happened on a Tuesday, man. That's like, like what we rode yesterday, like on a good day. <laughs> Sometimes it's worse. So for us yesterday, that track was good like that was grippy and yeah i mean uh, i don't know if i'd put it down to us being better at hardback like i mean even queensland guys have still got hardback tracks like qmp and whatever else they ride so i'm not sure that i'd say that we're better but yeah we've definitely got a lot of experience at it so like the throttle con- throttle control side of things like i think we're quite good at it but um yeah man i, I really <clears throat> it confused me a lot because i didn't think the track was sketchy one bit i mean you throw a rhythm section in there there's a lot of guys there that don't know how to ride supercross and probably aren't that good at timing jumps. Um, a lot of guys were saying that that was sketchy and they were losing traction and stuff. But I really, like, I didn't have a drama with it once. I think I went maybe be, like a little bit longer than I would have liked one time. But other than that, I thought I thought it was quite easy from the second lap of practice. I jumped at every lap except for the sight lap. So yeah, I mean that um, that two four two was uh, it was a decent size, but at the same time, it actually looked. Um like you guys had it on autopilot for the most part. I mean, I think some of the crashes through there came when guys were trying to go inside of someone and, you know, maybe shouldn't have gone to jump it and they still did. That's when shit can catch you out, right? But um, Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if you cased it, it was quite sharp. Um, luckily, I didn't. But the actual, the down ramp you were landing into for the four, there was a lot of room in there. So, like, if you had a cased it or if you had it done the three instead of the four, that was a real tight landing. But yeah. the four landing was pretty big like you could go long on it if you wanted to and like yeah with G out you'd probably get a little sketchy but it was never going to be a drama yeah I think a lot of guys um, were getting in trouble like chopping the throttle trying to scrub it and it was just bucking them forward or whatever um yeah for sure but that comes with motocross suspension like you 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 come to expect that like that's there's there's two different ways to jump it like if you've got softer stuff you've got to you know you've got to be on your A game whereas if you look at the way Cloudy was jumping it he was like dipping the front off it and it was really quick but that's an experienced supercross guy that knows what the bike's going to do and that's the way he attacks it some guys you know a little less experienced probably shouldn't be attacking it like that because you know like they caught a few guys out but for me i was i don't know i was comfy with it i didn't think it was sketchy at all um even just walking the track i didn't really look at it twice it was yeah it was kind of an easy section but 
Um, I mean, clearly it yeah. worked. Uh, the track was working for you. Um, so yeah, let's get into your let's get into your races. Uh, was he so you know you come out and did you have a clean whole shot in Moto One? What was or did you have to make a pass yeah, to get so, to the whole shot? I can't remember. No, nah, so I got to the turn like equal, like first was like four dudes, and I kind of just nailed. So they they did. I don't know what happened with the machine situation, but they kind of just pushed the ruts in with like mules and stuff in the turn, and it was really like on the side lap. Like, Obviously, you get one run through there, and um, I don't know. It just looked really sketchy, and I and I was actually a little bit worried going up to the start. I was like, Shoot, like if I get to this first turn in a bad spot, like I'm going to have to try and make a pass for these ruts. It's so sketchy in the first turn. But when I got there, like I got there right in the middle, so I think I had someone right on my inside, and then two to my outside, and I just got. I must have just picked the perfect run in the turn, and I got the exit perfect, and I come out like a second in front of everyone by the time I we hit the whole shot line. So yeah, that's right. I remember that, now. Um, yep. That worked quite good for me, and then um, it's like you had to go all the way inside of the right where they pushed it in, or guys were going like super far outside, and there wasn't much in between. It was just kind of mud bog, eh? Yeah, so the very inside is where the ruts were. This was like three in a row, and I think I think they kind of didn't touch the third one, and that's where I ended up in the turn, and the, the whole shot worked really well for me. And then, um, man, honestly, like I admit, I've been out front for a long time. I've um, really, really struggled with my starts this year. I, I don't know why. I feel like I've been jumping good and stuff. So it's been a, it's been a struggle. But man, being out front, like honestly, I pumped up within like four turns. It was like my heart rate was like coming to the top. My heart was just coming out. out of my mouth. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I had Ferguson behind me, and that's a guy that you know, like he's 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 quite quick. And yeah, I know Ferguson that he's hard was to pump. having um he was having a really good moto there. Yeah, he was having himself a really good day, and then but I knew. Like, I know he's a good rider and, like, this, like, not to sound cocky, but I knew that I was better than him. So when he tried to pass me, that was what kind of, that was kind of a good thing for me. It was like, righto, you've passed this guy and beat this guy a lot of times this year, starting from the back. Like, there's no reason why he's going to beat you. Just calm down and, and go about your business. And then he had, a pretty good, uh, and, he had a pretty good crack at you there about four or five laps in. Oh, no, about three laps in. He was all over you for a minute. Yeah. I think, like, maybe that's yeah, where I think it was, like, the end. I think it was almost the start of lap three. So... Yeah, yeah, he was right there. I kind of made a mistake, and he got on the back of me, and then I made another mistake, and he nearly went past me. And I was like, "All right, pull your shit together, let's go." And you know, I think with the and, um, um, with the sprints as well, you could see he knew it was a short race, and he was just kind of really going for it to make that pass. Yeah, for sure. And the thing that worked in my favor was knowing that he was in second. How many times I've really struggled to pass in this year? I was like, he's hard to pass. So yeah, if he gets around, like, me, if yeah. they get on the back of him, like hopefully if they get on the back of him, I can use that try and get the gap and it did work like NATO was a little bit quicker than him but not a lot and NATO yeah. really struggled to pass him like Ferguson was riding really well so um, everything kind of panned out pretty good two stroke four stroke it's different acceleration points bit of a different track and when the track's that flat like it was earlier in the day um, Ferguson could really uh, utilize that torque of the, the two stroke I thought yeah for sure man the track was really groupy in that first moto like it was I know I would have liked to be on a two-stroke there. Like, you snap the throttle on and you were just getting instant grip coming out of the turns and stuff. It was pretty sick. So I was watching Pozniak, man, on the, in, the quali- in the qualifying session. and He was coming out of some of them turns and it was literally all he could do to get his weight forward to keep the thing from lifting. It was um, yeah, for sure. so yeah, much grip. But, him, he's so uh, light, man. He's like 55 kilos on <laughs> Hey, take me back to the first lap now. Jay Wilson tries to go around you um, in the sand and goes down. Um did you sense him? Did you hear it? Did you, did you, anything? Did yeah, you... if you see, if you look at the footage and like, 
watch me in the turn, I actually look over because I saw I could hear him. I heard him jump off the single. Yeah. And then I saw I saw him come next. To me. I didn't know who it was at the time, but I saw him come next to me. And then it kind of I just saw him come to like a stop. That was where he, he he like knifed and then stopped before he actually crashed. And then I'm like midway through the sand, and I looked over to the right and I saw him crashing. And then that was when I was kind of like, right, I knew I knew that Jay was going to be the hard one to beat around there, simply because. Just he had so much. He's got so much more track experience there than any of us. And like I know he's done a lot of riding there. So I knew um, once he went down, I was kind of like, right, oh, let's really like have a go at winning here. I've won races before. I know how to do this. It's have been in this position for a while. So it was. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of I like all the. Uh, down, I saw it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, yeah, it was tough to because I mean on the on the TV on our GTV it looks like he was right next to you, but you know from a rider's perspective with your helmet and stuff, sometimes you just can't even see your peripherals when you're yeah. turning. Um, yeah, no, I definitely saw it, and most people wouldn't, people wouldn't even have seen me look over because everyone's just watching him go down. But if you look on the footage, you yeah, actually yeah, see me like fully turn my head. <laughs> um, and then when you went over the step up, coming back the other way, did you see Wilson had gone down as well? I'm um, Wilson Todd. No, I didn't. Did Wilson Todd go down when he hit him? I didn't. Yeah, really no, know. he did. So um, you can't see it on on the show, but when he hits him. Jay turns into a spider monkey and like deflects off of him and flies through the air. Yeah. And then, yeah, um, See, I didn't then, know that actually put Wilson on the deck. Uh, Wilson Todd on the deck. I, no, I did. Yeah, but, he went. Yeah, I mean, he went it down because he hit him hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm more impressed. Jay got up than anything. He hit him. I mean, that. Yeah. That turns Dude, he, like, like he jumped too. That was probably the worst thing. He like tried to jump out of the way and just jumped up and got cleaned out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I don't know. He he kind of deflected though. He didn't take a. I don't know. He didn't take a full front end to the face. But um, either way, not not. He got good, lucky. Uh, but, but yeah. man, like such a weird day as far as all that stuff went. Like, I think Webster really needed to capitalize on, you know, like Wilson Todd. Like, yeah, it, his it just riding didn't work standard out. wasn't wasn't his standard. You know what I mean? That, that wasn't the same Wilson Todd that we've seen all year. That's for sure. Like, he started in the lead in that second moto, and I don't know if he's just going into like, you know, championship mode and he's just trying to salvage points. But like, he he started in the lead. I started in ninth, and I like finished not far behind him. In fifth, yeah, and he ended up third in the moto. So I think um, my my opinion on Wilson at the moment, he just doesn't look comfortable. And I think the tracks, I, I don't know. I hear a lot about him being really gnarly with arm pump. Like if he doesn't have the right feel on the track, his arms blow out. I don't know how true it is. This is what I hear. Um, yeah, and you know, like you look at Maitland, edgy, slippery. You know, if you're not vibing with that track, you're going to pump up real quick. And I think when he went down, he was trying to push something that wasn't there as far as himself or his bike set up, I don't know. Um, and then, yeah. yeah, you look again at, at Maury, like even in qualifying, he didn't look, you know, normally he's out front, he's got the fastest times, like it just didn't look like he was the same uh, same rider. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if it's got anything to do with maybe Piney not being there also. Like, I know that kind of sounds biased because obviously I'm a, I'm a Piney fan, having him in my corner and stuff, but man, that, that's a guy right there that knows what to say on the start line and knows what to tell you. Like, he's, he's a pretty... He's pretty knowledgeable, and he knows he's got a really good eye for stuff, like I've said in the past. So I don't know if maybe that has something to do with it. You know, maybe seeing, like I've seen Wilson struggle somewhere. I can't remember where it was. Oh, Murray Bruce struggled. I passed him when I had that bum knee. And I was, I was talking to Piney, and Piney's like, yeah, no, I'm going to make some changes. He comes out and wins the next motor. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe not having that there, if that, you know, is hindering him or, or what, I'm not sure. Well, I mean, you look at, 
Yeah, it's tough to say. I don't want to talk about it too much because it just sounds like you know we don't want to get involved in, in everything that's going. No, on. I don't want to, exactly right. I don't want to get involved. I'm a but, you know I'm 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 really good friends friends of the whole DPH crew. Yeah, I'm really I mean, good friends you with boys and everyone. So I don't want to rough it. No, that's it, man. I mean, look, yeah. it is what it is, and and um, maybe that. I mean, look, it might be the case. Um, the thing is with Wilson, I mean. He's, uh, you know, he still set the fastest lap time in that second moto. He did a 201.8. Um, yeah. So you did a 202.2. I mean, man, it's three or four tenths of a second between you guys. It was so close. Um, yeah, exactly. And so, you know what? As far, like arm pump tracks, that was one of them because it was pretty intense. Like there wasn't, there was like a couple of little chattery bumps, but the, the track allowed you to really ride fast. So if, if, he, if he was struggling with arm pumps, that, that's definitely a place where you're going to get it. That's for sure. So, summary, you know, Moto 1, after you get, um, you know, Ferguson throws that in on you a few times, you break away, um, Nato Crawford ends up getting Ferguson for second, but you hold on, and, um, you know, solid Moto win, first one of the year. So, Moto 2, you know, on the line with the MX Live show, you're saying, I just got to get another start, and you didn't. <laughs> no, I got a terrible start, and literally, like, there was so much grip on the start gates for our Moto, I, like, nearly stalled off the line, eight, like. I, I, my revs weren't high enough, and then when I dumped the clutch, my bike nearly stalled. Like, wow, <laughs> it just sounded like yeah. Did you take the same gate as uh, Moto One? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the like that's the rule. You have to stick to the same start gate. Um, you don't get the repick. So I went the same one. I mean, it's the rule, um, but sometimes guys get a bit liberal with it. <laughs> yeah, no, I stuck same gate. My rub, everything was fine. I just, I just messed it up. Messed up the revs. Um, my dad had the start gate packed in nice. Everything was good. I was pretty confident that I could get out of there and then yeah I just completely messed it up on my end and um you know just yeah went through the first turn in a pretty crap spot made like four or five passes on the first lap or something like that which was pretty good because like, you probably heard me on the broadcast like that's I even admit like that's something I used to struggle with is just finding that intensity to just you know put it where I need to and not worry about the consequences I like, kind of just you know move out of my way and um I did that and it was good. Like I even, I think at one stage, a par Webster was kind of getting a little held up. So I, I took advantage of that and I got Webster and then I think I got Luke Ridd, like three corners. I think I got those two guys. And then um, I got onto the back of Tanny and I was kind of just, man, like I rode that first moto with my heart rate pretty high just purely because I hadn't been in that position for a bit. So I was a little bit gassed. So at that point, I was doing maths in my head and I was like, I know, that I'm good for a second here. So, like, I'm not, I knew I wasn't going to catch Nader, but he was pretty well gone. So, I, was, I, I kind of backed it off because I was like, doesn't matter if I pass Tanny and get all of them and then get to the back of Crawford, still yeah, not going to get still not going like to change first, anything. You know what I mean? And that, so, that shows a bit of experience on your end. Like, you know, you could have pushed the track, wasn't there, you know, pushed the front end. A lot of guys were doing it. Um, so, you know, yeah. it's good. So, oh, like, experience. look at one, you know, jumping into that stand, like, you're going from hard plaque hard pack clay like ski jump into like choppy sand pumps because we're landing straight in the sand but you missed that by one bit and you like you paid the price like you're not going to set your bike up for that one sand section like you set your bike up for the whole track for the rest of the track and then you've just got to try and you know do the best you can through that sand just maintain yeah that sand looks like it could have gone wrong easy like see how many guys crashed from oh mate that i mean um Reese Bud's crash was a highlight reel for sure. I saw some guys tagging MX yeah. fails trying to get it on there already, but um, yeah, I, I don't even like that. Man, like it was he, crazy. He that, got like, lucky. That's the thing that, he got real lucky. That was my outlook. That was my exact outlook. Was like, don't do something like that for the sake of it. Like, you know, let's go into Moto Three feeling good, 
ready to battle for the overall. Um, and then obviously they called me, which was okay with, you know, like the medical situation obviously wasn't good. So I was, I was quite fine with it. It was all right. I really, um, like I was joking around in the pits and saying, call it off and whatever, but I, I, I was pretty keen to go for another moto and, you know, try and battle for the lead. I was feeling good. I felt like if I pulled another start, um, you know, me and NATO could have battled. Jay, could, we all could have battled. I felt like I, my speed was really good. But, um, you know, I, I had a good think about it. And, you know, laying, if you're laying on the ground there and you don't have the adequate medical attention, like... No, nah, it's not a joke, you know. Um, no, nah, it's not a joke. It's not at all. Like, man, yeah. some of those guys got hurt. One of those junior kids got pretty hurt, I think, so... Yeah, you know, you don't I think put in that situation. it wasn't good. You know, a few of the injuries weren't. I don't think anything was critical, but you know, there was some decent injuries. But um, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, it's, it's serious. I think the right decision was made. Um, but you know, so you yeah, go you, sure. you go one five uh, second overall. Uh, you know, the the second motos or third motos for you guys didn't happen, and it, it worked out pretty good for you second overall. Um, now this is something you know we talk about on the show, Willsy, a lot. And is I don't know if people tell you what I say. Uh, it's not like um, this is secret, but I'm like, I I don't know what you need to do to go from the Dylan Wills that can win one round a year or or podium a couple rounds a year to be in the Dylan Wills that we all know can can be at that next level. You know, because I think you can. I know a lot of guys think you can. Um, I know the injuries and stuff don't help, obviously, but. What what's your opinion on that? Like, what what do you think is going to take for you to get to next, you know, that next level? Because you've always been there or thereabouts, but we've never quite seen you take that next step. You know? Yeah, for sure. I think um, I'm like a little bit of a late bloomer. Like, I really never did anything as a junior, and then um, I'm kind of just working it out as I go. Um, I think what it's going to take is obviously just getting off the line. That's the biggest thing. Whenever I start good. You see Murray Bridge, even with the, the injury, like good starts led to good results. Um, even when I wasn't, you know, like I was, I would say I was at like 50%. Like I couldn't even straighten my leg. Yeah, I could, honestly, and I couldn't believe how well you did at Murray Bridge. Um, I mean, I, could I, man. Like I, I, was in, I was in some serious pain. Like I actually thought I wasn't going to race. I was like, I'll go out for qualifying, see how I go. Qualified like ninth and then just some good starts rode a bit of a wide bike, just really didn't do anything special and got fourth. I think that that's the biggest thing it comes down to. Like, Maitland, man, I got shocking starts. Like, they were, I was way back and I'm just cop and roost and, like, at that point, and mentally, it's really tough because it's, like, at back in the day, like, you know, a few years back as, as a um, as a rookie, my, my strong point was starts and when that, I was young, that was when you the were the 52 stroke though, right? Yeah, but then even with race line, man, like, I did something like six races in a row that I whole shot at this. True. I mean, race like I, I whole shot at Stuart Conondale and Stuart Nair and Stuart somewhere else. And I was like, I started at the front and, and then kind of made my way to the back. <laughs> <laughs> and then now like I'm charging to the front and sometimes like even at Maitland, like doing my fastest laps in the last couple of laps of the race, just, um, you know, just fighting, like fighting hard. But um, I think the biggest thing that to, to take the next step, it's just going to be consistently getting starts. I think, the rest of my race is there now. I think I've got better race craft. I'm a little smarter with my racing. It's just now piecing it all together. And I think if I can keep getting off the line, um, I, I think that's what that's what it's going to take. Starts are a big thing, especially in MX2. You know, everyone's so evenly matched. I think even in MX1 as well. You know, you see, you see the the level everyone's at now. If you're not getting out on that lead lap, you're not getting that track position early. It's so tough. But um, yeah, I think. 
it's a pretty fair. How old are you now? Uh, 23. Yeah, okay. So you've got, you've got plenty of time left. Um, it is plenty of time. Um, I mean, it depends you know, when, the, when the real world starts knocking it's on the door, but everyone's different with that, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm, I'm lucky enough to, like, a lot of people into, into me for my social stuff, like, they, they kind of want to be a part of my program. And, you know, I try and... Um, try and keep a you know pretty clean profile and um you know want people want people to be a part of it like i, I open them you know I'm, i've got open arms for anyone that wants to come and help and i've luckily you know had some really good sponsors that you know make it possible to the point where i, I can do it can do this for a living and i'm probably in both classes you know i'm kind of just on that brink of the top five and probably and that's the hard one that's that, on that top five that can make a living out of it so, yeah that's that um, boundary isn't it because normally like the number two guy on the team or that you know that guy on the bubble of the podium the fours and fives it doesn't normally pay much in in australian motocross um so no exactly right you don't got to go into details with money and stuff you know that that is what it is but um how does your program work like say this year you know like you were on dph last year you're on raceline the year before yeah was that the deal uh i was on ksf and then dyson the year before and then the raceline was 16 wow yeah raceline was 16 so ksf you're on ksf last year no, seventeen. No, I was in KSF seventeen, and then DPH last year. That's right, man. There's yeah. too many years, too many riders. I get confused. Um, so yeah, this year you've um, you put your own program together. So like, this is something I want to do a lot more of on the podcast. And and um, obviously you're a higher end rider, which makes it a little bit easier. But it's still the business end of the sport. Like, how does your you know program work? Because you've got a lot of different people in your corner between KDM, Davey. Um, you know, you got your gear and your personal sponsors and stuff like that, and everyone thinks that just comes under the Davy Motorsports wagon, but it doesn't. Like that's literally logistics for transport. Yeah. But then you have to do the rest of your deal. So how does that work? Um, so you know what? It's somewhat a private effort, if I'm being honest. Like, um, I'll, I'll look after and pay for all my bikes to get done off my own back, and with a bit of support from my dad. Um, so the the Davies thing is a logistics thing, which I've chosen to kind of do my own thing with my bike. So they, you know, from the start, they, they don't promise anything that they can't deliver, which is what I like about them. Like they're like family to me, those guys. And so that if that they will tell me exactly what they're going to give me or they'll tell me less and then come to the table with more, which is what I like. Because in the past, with other, with other teams, it's like you're going to get this and you're going to get that and you don't get it. So with Davies, what, what what they tell you is exactly what you're going to get. You're not getting any more or any less. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, those guys are pretty stuff, straight up and down. It's it's good. Oh man, and they, they just love it. They do it for the love. Like they're just the most cruisiest people you'll ever see or ever meet, and they're just good. They're, they they like when we were gearing up for that last moto. Whitey, the team manager, he literally or the team boss, he came in and said to me, he's like, I don't give a fuck what happens in this last moto. Just come back safe. I don't want you in the back of one of those ambulances. Like he does, he didn't care. He's just like cruisy as, just wants to have fun. And I mean, I, I love, I love being a part of it. But going back to how it works, yeah. So I, I look after pretty much all my own stuff. I had uh, Apro, Apro doing my um, motors and suspension, and I was paying for that through KDM. I had to buy two sets of cone valves at the start of the year for. Um, I wanted to get two track shocks, but didn't have the money for it. Um, but the good thing is I, I do get money from KDM. I get a wage from KDM. KDM give me my bikes and a parts budget. Okay. So that obviously makes it a lot easier for me. But then all the travel stuff I do, you know, I do all like accommodation and travel off my own back and 
logistic. I work all that stuff out by myself. I mean, the because, way the way I like, explain it to the to the listeners is like if you if you talk about a wage, like really with them KDM support wages that you guys get that are not on a team, and the past budget stuff, it's like really what they pay you kind of funds the the day to day of your racing, and then yeah, exactly. You're, it's not like yeah, yeah, you're not putting it in the bank here. Yeah. No, it's it's going to get you <laughs> where you got to go, get you the track during the week, and and you know with the yeah. past budget you'll keep your bikes moving but i mean it ain't covering a kit forks it ain't covering shocks like that's all out of your own pocket um and yeah for sure yeah i oh, know the the forks and sh- the forks and shock stuff that all comes out of my own pocket yeah. um i didn't want to you know if i was to do that out of my budget my budget would be blown from just that so <laughs> from the beginning um, of the year um yeah do you get contingency as well for podiums and stuff yeah yeah so first second third contingency that's the hard part, isn't it? Because you can have a killer year getting fourth and fifth and not make a dollar extra. Yeah, it's hard, man. That's exactly it's exactly right. It is um it is tough, but at the end of the day, um, it is what it is. No one, it's you know, same no one cares about excuses or anything, and everyone's in the same boat. So you just got to get it done. And uh, unfortunately, this year I've struggled a little bit, but you know I'm starting to find my feet and starting to feel confident. Um, my body's starting to feel a little better. That's been the biggest thing, really. Is now, I've been rocking up to the races and just like, yeah, I'm kind of just defeated before I can get there. My body's been really, really hurt. And then um, after Maitland, I've just had a good stretch. My body's feeling good. Um, I'm feeling good on the bike. I've been doing a lot of riding with Cloudy and training and stuff. And he's kind of helped me build a little bit of confidence just with the riding part. Like, I think he, he knows what I'm capable of and he's not scared to drill it into me. So, um, yeah, it's been good. I've seen you guys been riding together. It looks like it's a good fit, um, you know. And you need that. You need someone to keep you accountable during the week, and you know, um, on the four fifty as well. Like it's good because you guys aren't competition, so it keeps that dynamic a little less stressful. Because uh, not everyone wants yeah, to ride with sure. their competition. Um, but no, yeah. it's good. We've it's never good. really been like that too much. We've always rode together, even when we were in, um, even in the lights class together in like fifteen and stuff. We did a lot of training and stuff together at that time. So we've. Um, and I've been riding and racing against Cloudy since I was like six, seven years old. So we've we've got a pretty pretty good you know, relationship. healthy relationship. Yeah, like we're we're pretty close mates. I think even you know if I was one of us was to quit racing, we'd still be mates. It's not the dirt bikes that keeps us together. Like we're just we're just good mates. And you know I've got his back with anything in life, and I think he's the same with me. So um, it's it's good, man. It's, it's I like it that way. It's, it's just a good, healthy way to go training. You know what I mean? Like, and we're passionate about the same things. We both love our cycling. And, um, you know, I introduced him to my guys that I know from Giant Wollongong that shop there, and he's going to get on the Giant. So everything's pretty cool. Like we, you know, we, we look after each other in the same way, like whatever way we can. So it's good. Uh, it's good. It's obviously working for you guys. So uh, keep it up. But well, um, probably just ask you one more thing before we let you go, mate, because I got to keep this show pretty short today. But um, yep. Supercross obviously coming up. You're you're a pretty solid Supercross guy as well. So um, you're going to keep the same program moving for Supi. Yeah, for sure. Uh, in, like I've got, I'm lucky enough to have my own uh, facility to train at, which is pretty cool. Um, Brock McCleary used to, he used to race with me back in the day, so he doesn't race anymore, but he's always had a track there. Yeah, his place and looks man, sick I, between the moto track and the soupy track. It looks really good. It's heaven, and you know I've been like that. Another guy, man, like just got my back and does anything for me. Like he's su- such a good dude. Like got a bed there. Oh, I've been staying there so much this year, but. Um, just yeah, so I'm going to be back on that program. Got a great track with great dirt, kind of easy to maintain, and um, usually 
myself and Jai Dixon, that, that's our track to train on, but Dicko's hurt at the moment, so um, I had a word to Brock and just asked him if he was cool with Cloudy coming and, 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 be, and you know, filling that spot, so I had someone to ride with, and, you know, he's totally, totally cool, but he said, you you choose who comes and who goes, and how, how to work the track out, I'll leave it to you, but it's there to choose, and um, it's good, so that, that's how that's going to work. Same program as far as bikes and everything. Yeah, nice. And then, um, yeah, me and Cloudy will be doing it all together i'd say nice man well um hey thanks for taking the time out wazzy we'll uh, we'll let you get back to the sunshine and the beach you call them um can't Thank say you. can't say i'm jealous when i'm down here in cold victoria today but uh yeah, yeah man good job on the weekend and uh, hopefully we'll see more of it at call yeah for sure thanks man i appreciate it all good buddy all right man catch you soon hey bud see ya. all right guys dylan wills on the uh Davey Motorsport, privateer, KDM deal. Kind of cool to get an insight into uh, what actually goes on in Willsey's program. Um, and, yeah, he had a pretty awesome round. And that's the question I asked him. You know, I always ask, what's it going to take for him to get to the next level? There's so many guys like that that are on that bubble. And, you know, you guys watch Willsey yesterday on on uh, that first moto. He just looked like he had it dialed. And I think the start makes a big difference, the confidence that, that comes with that. But, um he could be a guy that figures it out in the next year or two. I, I think he really could be, so watch that space. But um, all right, here's what I'm going to do now, guys. We're going to run through the um, results of uh, round eight overalls. So give you guys a rundown that weren't there, having a chance to catch up with it yet. And then after that, we'll throw the interviews in, and uh, that'll be a wrap on this short show today. So uh, Nathan Crawford ends up going 2-1 in the back-to-back, so he gets the overall. Um, Willsey, obviously, second. Now, Wilson Todd had a horrible first moto um, but man, if anyone that watched MX Live, the uh, NRG TV broadcast, Wilson Todd sent that first turn in the second motor. He didn't have the whole shot. He nearly came together with a Yamaha rider. I can't remember who it was. And he just literally two-wheel drifted across all the ruts in the mud and slid out to the outside and came out. I think he might have even... Actually, he didn't get the whole shot because I just got someone slid into my DMs. Don't get excited. It was Joel Evans, <laughs> and Evans says, uh, pulled that Moto2 hole shot, and I was running up front with the guys before I threw it away in the mud. Because I did say, guys, if you want to hit me up with what happened, um, hit me up. Now, Evans ended up six overall. Evans was actually having a killer ride, and that second one, we wondered where he went on the on the broadcast. He just kind of disappeared, so that explains it. But um, tied fifth overall with Jay Wilson. Um, you know, Wilson obviously had that, Huge get off in the first one, then got road killed by Wilson Todd. But you know that's why Wilson Todd had that bad first moto as well. Aaron Tanny, man, I feel bad for Tanny. He, he's his fourth place guy right now, and it seems like he's just struggling to to get past that. Even when he does good and and finishes second on points, ties back to fourth like it. Uh, Gimpy just can't seem to catch a break right now with breaking that top three. But um, Tanny looks solid, just not quite on that next level of speed. Pozniak was good. He was seventh. Uh, Luke Reardon, again, another solid ride for Reardon. You know, second half of the season is really working out for him. Cole Webster, man. Now, this is the talking point. Now, Webster was um, ninth overall. Now, obviously, the back-to-back motor didn't help him. It really helped Wilson Todd. But uh, Webster needed to take advantage of that first motor with um, with Wilson Todd going down with Jay Wilson. It just didn't work out that way. I think Webster went down. I talked to one of the flag marshals. And he said that he crashed on the second turn before the finish on the first lap and got covered in mud and was jammed up with a, a bunch of guys. So for um, for Webster, even in that second moto, it just didn't seem like he found the flow. I think he would have rebounded in the third one. He's normally a pretty quick learner like that. 
and it just didn't work out that way. Obviously, the, the event was called off. He didn't get to do the third moto. So for Webster now, it was a really costly deal, and he's dropped a lot of points in the championship. Um, you know, he made up over half at Maitland. He was 10 points down coming into Moree, and now it's it's 20-something points. So uh, I think at this point for Webster, I mean, he's got to hope something happens to Wilson Todd, it, we call him, because Wilson's faster than Sam. Webster can win at this point, but Wilson doesn't have to now. So that's going to be the go. Um, Riley Ward, good job, 10th overall. Bayley Malkowitz, pretty quiet day, 11th. Um, Latimer Green, uh, Lockie Latimer, Joel Green, Ricky Latimer, Tom Jones, Tommy Ravenhorst, um, Isaac Ferguson. Now, he had a really solid day at the start of the day. You know, got that um, got that third in Moto 1, but he went down extremely hard in the rhythm section in the second one. I don't think he was an ambulance deal. I think he got up from it. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Someone hit me up, but, man, his bike was destroyed. I think he went over the bars on the quad out of that rhythm, and uh, it was all bad. So we hope Isaac's all good. Um Chandler Burns, 18th, O'Callaghan 19th, Fogarty 20th. He blew a bike up in the second back-to-back, so that's why he's down there. Um, Shout-out to Chandler Burns. I stood by that rhythm section in practice, and he was the first guy in MX2 to jump the quad. So um, Burns, he he sucked up and got it done first and looked really good. So uh, give props where props is due. Um, He did a good job there. Uh, Didn't have the best motos, but, uh, hey, he got bragging rights on that one, so... That's your uh, probably MX2 wrap-up. Uh, thanks for Willsy to coming on the show to talk about MX2. Now, let's move over to Thor MX1. Um, Waters, man, Waters was on it. You know, Waters and Gibbs, it was pretty much all day. Gibbsy pit Waters just at the very end of Raceline Super Pole, um, you know, to get that that winning lap time. He got the $500 bonus check, and he got the, the points. But, um, you know... Gibbsy and Waters were on another level. Uh, Todd Waters tracked him down in that opening moto and put a move on him, probably 20-something minutes in and, and pretty much, I won't say checked out, but he handled it pretty well. And um, Yeah, I think it would have been a good battle in the second moto for those two as well, but it was good to see Waters rebound. And if you listen to the post-race interview I'm going to put up after this, Waters talks about what happened at uh, Maitland and, and why he was off the pace a little bit and, uh, you know, just his frustrations with the track and everything, and he's definitely rebounded, that's for sure. I'm liking him for the title at this point. I know every time someone changes the red plate, I'm like, I like that guy for the title, but I do. I think I think he's going to get it done at Coolum just because he's so fit. Coolum's going to be gnarly. You hear in the post-race interview, he's like, man, leave Coolum for two days. I don't even want him to touch it. I want it to be so rough, and that is a big statement. That shows you've got some confidence in your program right there. Um, now, the other talking point we got to talk about in MX1 is Hayden Melros. Now, Melros goes out, doesn't even make time qualifying, puts his knee down in a, a leg down in a rut, and um, we don't know for sure, but he basically said he, he heard something pop, doesn't know if it was a knee, doesn't know exactly what it is. I mean, obviously he knows, but he's not letting on totally, which is understandable. He's got some doctor's appointments this week, but, you know, to me it sounded like some sort of uh, MCL, ACL, some sort of cartilage pop. Like, you know, we're all motocross guys for the most part. We've all been there. I got no ACL. I got half an MCL on my left knee. Like, you know when that happens what it is. And I'm super impressed. Like, hats off to Mel Ross for even going out and, and toughened out. Um, he was actually going really good in that first moto. He had the race line guys strap him up. He had the CTI knee brace guys really um, – I guess they just made his brace so it didn't move and he could barely move his knee and just kept it in place. But, uh, you know, he was going really good in that first moto. And then 
he nearly went down in a big way after the finish jump, and I think that kind of knocked the wind out of his sails a little bit, and he just rode it home to an 11th, I think it was, which is still good, but at this point, it puts him way out of the championship hunt now, which is unfortunate because he went into this this round eight, you know, second in points, not far off Cloudy, and he'd had the red plate earlier in the season, but I think at this point, it's down to a two-horse race now with Waters and Clout. So Dylan Long, sorry, Brett Metcalf, Meddy's got a post-race interview. He got third. Um, solid ride for Meddy. Longy, best ride of the season fourth. Richie Evans, best ride of the season fifth. Caleb Ward, best ride of the season sixth. Connor Tierney, best ride of the season seventh. So there was some privateers and some new faces up in the top ten, which was really cool to see. Shout out to those guys. Um, Rod Bell had a, a pretty decent ride, eighth. Um, Luke Clout. Now, Cloudy goes down on the first lap, covered in mud, charges through. Like, he looked really good on the track, but... Um, Man, it was costly. You know, I think he needed to rebound in that second moto. I think he would have. He looked really fast out there, but he only got back to ninth, and it killed him in the points, and he lost the – I think he had 14 or so points on Waters coming in, and now Waters is two points up heading into Coulomb. Um, so, look, it's still all to play for by any means. It is not over, not even close. Um, but at this point, uh, it's whoever wins Coulomb really for the two days is going to win the championship out of those two. So – Man, it's going to be interesting, um, especially with Gibbsy going super fast right now too. Um, so yeah, Bopping 10th, Melross 11th, Dobson. Dobson had a quiet day. Um, not too sure what was going on there, but he didn't look super fast like normal. Zach 12, 13, Whiteman 14, Cody Dice 15, Ryan Gale 16, Creechy, Charlie Creech 17, McManus 18, 19, Nick Frayne 20, Jamie Harvey. Um, Jaden Rikers crashed out in Moto 1. He was one of their... Trips to the hospital, had a pretty big spell. I heard he got released and he's all good, but, um, man, that, that was a rough one for Rikers. Like, you don't want to see him go down. Meddy talks about it in the post-race interview. Well, it was quite a big one. Um, so that's going to be Thor MX1, and uh, we'll get a quick wrap on MXD, Moto MXD. Um, not too boring out front. Duffy came through from about a fifth or sixth place, I think. Put some guys off the track. He, I think he punted... Um, Ferguson at one point, it was a good pass. Did the same to Brody Ellis, got aggressive, got it done, and, and Duffy ran away with it there at the end in Moto 1. Brody Ellis from Tassie had a rad start, led some laps uh, second, so good job on him. Max Purvis, again, super fast at the end of the Moto, but just didn't really put it together at the beginning. Uh, he was third. Ty Jones finally had a, a breakout ride, the Queensland kid, um, fourth, which was good to see. Jai Walker, he's been really impressive in the second half of the season too. Um, fifth for Walker. He's been building, man. It's been good to see. Uh, Cosford, killer start uh, on the two-stroke. He kind of had his ride for the year where he runs up front, I think. He he did a really good one there. He was six in the end. Uh, Mackenzie O'Brien, Jake Cobbin, Liam Walsh, um, Reese Bud was 10th. Now, Bud led the opening lap, and I'm sure you've seen it all over Instagram. He put a post up of him just getting weeded off the sand section. Full sideways, Superman, throttle gets stuck on. He blows off the track. Like, it was – honestly, he got lucky to not get more hurt. Um and speaking of which, the craziest crashes you also would have seen on Instagram happened in MXD when uh, Simmons and Kukas and uh, Mason Rowe came together. And that just wasn't good for anybody. I, I don't know if it was – I know some people were pretty heated in the pit saying that one of the other riders cross-jumped and this and that. But to me, it just looked like a racing incident. I don't know, from the TV screen at least. Uh, it was just unfortunate, man. Mason Simmons has had no luck at all. And every time he seems to get building, he, he gets hurt again. And the reports are a broken wrist for Simmons. Uh, Kukas, I think, just got a really gnarly concussion. And um, I don't know what happened to Mason Rowe, but he ended up clipping uh, Kukas's bike and ended up off the track in the trees. It, it, it didn't look good. So 
shout out to those guys. We hope they're feeling better. Um, uh, Ethan Ashmore, 11. Noah Ferguson, 12. Hellier, 13th. Finlay, 14th. Marchand, Goulet, Geordie Brown, Thomas uh, Thornton, bro. Mason Rowe, obviously, with the DNF. We've got the DNFs after that. Mason Simmons, Jack Kuka, Sam Bailey, Mahone, all out with the crashes, unfortunately. But that's your Moto Limix D-Wrap. Obviously, the Moto results were the overall. And um, like I said, guys, sorry to rush through this one, but uh, it's a short week with Coolum. You know, I got back super late last night, and, uh, yeah, I was up pretty early this morning. And um, anyway, we got to fly out again Friday morning to go to Coolum. So, like I said, Friday, hopefully in the afternoon, I'll put some posts out on the socials. We may be doing a live show at the venue, get some of the riders on and, and do some cool stuff. Can't promise that yet. just depends on a few things logistically with what we're able to get done with the TV show and integrating the podcast into that. So we'll see there. Um, and then, yeah, we'll have uh, obviously the wrap-up show next week from Coolum. I'm going to be dropping the uh, SB Motorsports RMZ250 bike test this week. So, um, you know... Let me know what you guys thought about the Andy Dinicol interview that we put out. Um, try and do some different content, like I said, on this channel. And uh, I want to know what you guys think. You know, the DMs are a good way to reach me. Just tell me what you think. Keep sharing it. Keep, uh, you know, keep getting the word out. Keep subscribing. I really appreciate it, guys. And it gives me the motivation to keep these uh, this content coming because uh, when it's a busy time of year, you know, taking time out to, to pump this stuff out, it, it takes a little bit. So um, I really hope you guys are enjoying it. Let me know. What else you want to hear? You know, I put that bike review out this week. Let me know what you think. Uh, let me know what you thought about the Andy Dinicole feature last week. I thought that was a rad story. I've had some pretty good feedback, but um, anyone else that wants to hit me up, let me know what you think. Um, and with that, that's going to be um, a wrap on me talking for the Maury uh, coverage. And we're going to go now to the post-race interviews. Like I said, we got Todd Waters, we've got Brett Metcalf, and we've got Regan Duffy. And those guys will tell you about their day. And uh, after that, we will catch you later in the week with some more content here on the Inside Dirt Show. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will catch you guys later in the week, hopefully live on Friday from Coolum. All right, guys, out here with Penrite Honda Racing's Brett Metcalf. Brady, uh, Brett, Brady, 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 coming off a pretty solid day, crazy day out here at Moree, but um, yeah. tell us about your day. Um, yeah, definitely a crazy day. It's um, unfortunate to have the, the day cut short, but I think they, I personally felt like they made the right decision doing that and cutting off this, the second motos. Um, so yeah, just my day basically, yeah, qualifying was, was pretty average. Just didn't have a good feel on the track. Um, you know, and practice was really, really muddy. They overwatered, you know, obviously put a lot of water down. And um, it was tricky in practice and just didn't feel like running the edge, you know. You really had to just push it on the edge and your tyres were squirming everywhere and I just didn't feel like running the edge, you know. I was like, nah, it's, it's not really my... A lot not, of guys not, paid the price. Yeah, you know? a lot of guys paid the price today, unfortunately, by doing that. But, you know, the qualifying... So we were a little bit off, but it was only a couple tenths off where we needed to be, so... Um, but yeah, first moto got awesome start, and that's something we have been working on, and, and so that's coming around a lot better for us as the starts, and um, soaked on that. So I had a good good start, which you needed on this track, and um, nearly threw it away into the third corner right before the finish line. Just kind of lost the front end actually, and nearly dumped it. So I lost two spots there, dropped back to fourth, and then um, was just sitting there trying to just get rolling, and then. Um, really good to have Yareve back from overseas. It made a world of yeah. difference. Yeah, Yareve Konsky just dropping in, ladies and gentlemen, the boss on man. the podcast. Yeah. He um, completely confused everyone after watching the American motocross. He came back 
and just wondered why Brett didn't open his corners up and hit the quadruple. Yeah. And, the um, quadruple double? Yeah. Your Eve actually right? feels like he could have been top 10 today. 15. 15. I mean, look, you could uh, make a guest appearance at Corn. I could in the junior. You've called out. You've in the called out. I think I could line up in the junior class if I shaved my head and shaved my beard. <laughs> You'd be about the right height. Hopefully they don't take my jersey off and see how hairy my chest is. But so I seven boots or eight boots. Don't matter. Means nothing. It means nothing. Small hands means nothing. <laughs> I'm not going to go there on that one. Back to the podcast anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Um, so yeah, Moto One. Moto One, yeah. So just running around there. What did you think, your Eve? I thought for the first four or five laps, Brett was still trying to remember what his career was, and then it kicked in. He was like, "I'm in a race. Oh my god." No, no, in all seriousness, I think, you know, the first part of the race, it's hard when you come to a track like this. Brett's never ridden it before and trying to figure out the way the track, sh- you know, will shape. And, you know, it's a track again that, that Todd's ridden considerable number of times being from this area. And it's a track that Kirk Gibbs has raced at and ridden at. And it's another track that we've turned up. And we're not behind the eight ball, but, you know, it, it, it sounds weird that Brett's an Australian but he's still learning Australian motocross. So this is a new track for him and well, it's a track valid point. It's a track that we only raced at by memory the last time we raced here and I could be wrong was 2012. Yeah, 2012. Yeah. When Ford Dale rode for us and we won the championship with him and there was a good race going on here I remember with him and and um, Josh Kasher who was on the KDM. I remember that weekend clearly. So yeah, I mean it, it's been what is it now 7 years since we've been here and the other boys have been riding here. So no excuses both Todd and Kirk, you know, obviously are riding better than us, just marginally at the moment. But it's all those little things where Brett's coming back from an injury. When you look at his results, the second half of the year, it's two thirds, um, sorry, three thirds and two seconds and an eleventh. I'd like to see where that would have set us if that was at the start of the year, you know. But I think you guys are building in the right direction. It's probably better late than never, I guess you could say. But it's an industry that's hard, and I think you can appreciate this, Joe, with your history of competition. The, the hardest thing with this sport, sadly, is you're as good as your last race. It's true. And it's it's a real sad reality that we face, even as team owners, when you're speaking to partners or you've got keyboard warriors on social media. No one will feel, really take into perspective what the year has been. Broken back five weeks out from round one, broken finger, raced with for two rounds before we decided to get it operated on. Missed all of the in-between uh, the championship the five or six weeks we had off, rode four days before Gimpy turned up and got third. But what people won't see is even watching, he caught Todd. So it's really hard. And then we turn up here, it's a track that's unknown, very different surface to what he rides at home. You know, is it gonna be ripped too deep? Is it not gonna be ripped deep enough? Are the lines gonna form? It was a very challenging, tr- whilst it's the most basic track, it was probably one of the most technical and difficult tracks that I've seen this year to make up ground. There was no one had a lot of grip on the front. So I think it was sorry to interrupt. To ride to the conditions, not a lot of guys were. I think, um, like you said, not wanting to push yeah. that edge in qualifying. Yeah. You balanced. couldn't override this track, you know. And there, the line, if you got off that main line, it was just really, really deep, muddy, and you know, it was really kind of biased to the main line. But there were options. But you know, and you could see why a rider of Dylan Long's capabilities, very capable rider, but this track suited him. Mm. You know, high on berms, carry momentum. It didn't get, I don't know what your thoughts are, I didn't think it, get, it didn't get overly rough, it just didn't have a lot of grip. Yeah. 
but he's used to riding those conditions. Yeah. Brett's at home riding sand. Todd's used to riding all types of conditions when he rides at home and obviously being based in Queensland, today's a, a great example of how dry it is up here. Yeah. Back home in Melbourne, it's wet. Good luck trying to find a track that's dry and hard back. So, you know, and Dylan Long rides at Ride Park really hard back. But I'm going to leave you guys to finish it off. But I think the biggest thing that we're challenged with at the moment is Brett's, you know, Brett's learning new tracks, learning Maitland, learning here. And um, hopefully the consistency that we're finding now with his results will follow on to Supercross and then next year. And next weekend. Next weekend. Um, you have Consky there, guys, team manager. See team you, owner. Um, See never, you, never a man lost for words there, Matty. <laughs> never a man lost for words. Never a man lost for words. Um, but no, I mean, you know, you guys are definitely moving in the right direction. Yeah, we are, you know, and it's been a shame this year because of the injuries I've faced and, um, you know, it's been a long kind of journey to get back healthy and then up to speed. So, and now we're finally there and, and you know, since I'm healthy now and riding during the week and, you know, a regular routine, it's like now we're coming across like little bike changes and we're learning steps as we go. So we're closed. Today I was a bit off um, and I just wasn't willing to really go there and try and push anymore. Like there's no traction, like like Eric explained, like there was very little traction, um, not a lot of options and lines and a high speed track with lots of tight corners. So. I'm happy to come away with third, and like I said, I kind of was, you know, vouching for the the motos. I mean, there's quite a few accidents today. Um, unfortunately, in that first moto, like Riker's crashed right in front of me, and it was a big, nasty crash. Um, and that kind of, yeah, I hate seeing, you know, you hate seeing that as a rider, like a guy go down right in front of you. And so it's, it's enough uh, to spook you as well. Like, yeah, you, you kind of just you're considering you lose that two percent. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like, man, he just went wide by a foot, you know, half a foot hit a tire on the jump face, which shouldn't even really be there, and over the bars he goes, and that's how quick this sport is, you know, it can be up and down in, in any second, so, um, I, I, overall, happy to come away with a third, uh, I, like I said, I didn't really think that the, the second motos should be run, I was, you know, kind of like vouching for that a little bit, but... Um, yeah, yeah, and we hate to do that. Like, I want to race, but when the tracks, the condition it was, and the sun was an issue, the accidents occurring, and obviously the medical conditions weren't allowing us to continue racing, so I think it's the right thing. All right, Matty, well, thanks for your time, mate, and uh, we'll see you next weekend at Cool. All right, Joe. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. All right, race line, KDM Thor's Regan Duffy, uh, fresh off the podium from the Moto MXD class. Regan, that's my phone, sorry about that. <laughs> Um, good start. Sorry, bad start. Good moto. Talk about it. Yeah, I, I got a pretty good jump, but I think I just maybe messed it up a little bit down the straight, and I, I had a look at some videos. I came across a line in sixth, and just worked my way up. Tried to be smart about it. I didn't rush anything. I, I knew my mechanic, Sean, told me how long I had left, so I knew I had plenty of time, and yeah, I was lucky enough to come through and grab the win, so... Did you get a that. little bit aggressive there at one point? Who, you, you punted someone off that set turn before the, the start straight, was it? Yeah, Fergie. Yeah, yeah, you guys got into it. It was a good move, though. I don't think it was dirty, but it looked no, cool. No, I, I didn't hit him too hard. I think he was just pretty high on the berm. And Does it go over-under and you guys just linked up at the end? Yeah, I, I set him up from the corner before. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew he would out-drag me. He's only little, so he, he got the run down there, and then I sort of pretended like I was going the outside, hit the brakes, and tucked under. And... Uh, I did the same to Brody for the lead, I think. Yeah, it was so, the same pass. We didn't yeah. get it on NRGTV, but 
you came out of there and yeah. pressed him into the next turn. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But um, moving into Coolum, you got a pretty like 34 points now in the championship lead. It's got to feel pretty good. Nearly a moto. It's, uh, it's enough to not completely relax, but getting there. Yeah, it's a good cushion. No, yeah. for sure. Um, definitely. Yeah, I can relax a bit more. So yeah, it's good. Cool, mate. All right, well, I got to get to the airport, but still wanted to grab you in the pits and um, yeah, have a good one. No stress. Thank you. Alright guys, here with Todd Waters from the DPH Husqvarna squad. Todd, real solid day for you, um, taking that motor win and eventually the overall. Tell us about it. Yeah, so we've just wrapped up round eight at uh, Maury. Um, track was quite fast. It was didn't get as deep as I've seen it back in the past, like uh, 2012 and 2011. It was uh, super, super base, deep. Hey? Um, so yeah, you know, insides weren't really deep, but they were a bit more muddy, so it was slippery. So we couldn't really go there. Um, so we were just running berms and I mean like fast. I, I don't think I hit third gear all day. I was running fourth, fifth. It was, fifth, it was like, high speed, huh? Yeah. Um, so we got off to not a bad start and Gibbsy got out front early and I got myself into second and just sort of sat behind him for a bit um, because believe it or not, it felt quite one-lined, but it wasn't in a way. So I just sat behind him and just hit my marks, ended up getting on the back of him and... Uh, and then the, the ruts were getting deep and gnarly and I was trying to wheelie through them because they were so, like, getting so rough uh, before the finish and I thought, oh, I'll just go around him. And it worked. I just went around him. It was just a real weird kind of thing it I got on like him. to me, he went inside and then he lost his line and he was trying to mm. defend against you and he just didn't know where to go and you just rode right around him. Yeah, like, two laps beforehand, both him and I were struggling. Like, one lap he had the legs off through there. and Well, that rut was deep. Yeah, and it, it just had big holes in it, like you'd go in and then you'd lose the front and then it's yeah. sort of game over so um yeah i just sort of figured that rut's no good and i'm never, never going to pass him there so i just go around it and i the first turn i did the same i was going in the middle of the track instead of taking the deep rut and i found some good lines and just sort of i guess just ticked away on it so i was quite happy with that i was a bit bummed with the start of the day i, I qualified first and then i was like okay when i can put a good lap together when i make no mistakes i can normally win super pole and i stepped it up and i pushed hard and made really no mistakes and come in i was like yep that's good and then gibbsy got me by 300 a second i was like yeah, what? He, put a, he put a heater in there yeah. on that one and, and that kind of surprised me because gibbsy's been on a bit of a roll lately yep. um and yeah i didn't know if you'd have the you know, when you guys evened out first and second, yep. I didn't know the way the track was, if you could pull it off, but you, you yep. made it look pretty easy there in the end. Yeah, it was, um, I guess, I just sort of sat behind him and learnt where he was going and sort of nailed all my lines more than anything. So once I got onto him, I just stepped it up because I knew the lines, I was comfortable with where I was riding and, um, and then stepped it up. But yeah, like, like I said, I was talking to him afterwards because Gibbsy and I are great mates and I was just like, dude, I was so pissed when you got me in Super Pole. <laughs> I was like, man, I dropped like, I think I qualified first and then I dropped a second and a half. And yeah, you pushed and you, you elected to go out first as well. I yeah. So you were just fired up to put a yeah, lap Yeah, I was keen to win it and, and then he stepped it up more like, man, he stepped it up massively. I, that hats off to him, you know. I, I can't control what anyone else does and I did what I, I could and um, that was sort of that. So in that mode, I was determined. I was like, I got to step shit up. Get I got to get, get him done. this one. Um, talk about the championship a little bit. Like you, you know, you kind of had an off weekend at uh, Maitland a few weeks back. Yeah. Um, 
uh, man, it's, it's crazy this MX1 championship. Now Cloudy, he had a, a, a crash in the opening laps. He could only manage ninth, I think it was. Yep. Um, now you, you, you've got a pretty decent point swing back the other way. It's got to feel uh, a bit of redemption coming out of Maitland. Yeah, Maitland, I was devastated. I, I, I guess I come into it the wrong way. Hayden Melros and I raced the East Coast at the start of the year, and I guess it was quite rainy, but it was deep. Like there was ruts, and it was yeah, quite like, technical. To me, it just didn't look like you gelled with the track. Was no. it bike setup? Like what was it? No, no, it was just me. Like at the end of the day, my starts weren't there. Hey, I qualified second. Yeah. Um, in Superpole, I made a massive mistake going past Pitbull area, so I, I wrote that off. Ended up fourth in Superpole, but that was like I was like, oh, I can't come anywhere there when I make such a big mistake. Um, so, hey, the speed was there, but my starts just, I couldn't get the feel off the concrete. Like, you know, our, our Husqvarna is just standard. A Husqvarna has a very nice, strong power, and I was, I just couldn't get the feel of the clutch and the throttle and everything off the concrete to just make it go off nice. And Did you get any practice gate drops the week leading in on concrete, or did you? Yeah, yeah, I, was, yeah. I practiced hundreds of them. Like, I went and got some concrete. Just made and it just, out. <laughs> and practiced and practiced, but I couldn't get the feel on the day. I guess every pad's um, different. That one was quite coarse and yep. wasn't super slippery, I guess. Yeah. And you know, like, if my starts were like that here, I would have been right. Because I can come through, because there's some technical bits and, you know, some places to make some ground. Whereas, I was riding behind Rikers and behind Medi, and I'm just going, hey man, like, I'm just following their back wheel. I can't even get up next to them. There's no braking bumps, there's nowhere to actually make some ground up for me. Like, the way I was riding that day, I, I really struggled. So. Well, I said that on the broadcast. I don't think it's unfair. Like, if you look at a track that... <laughs> see the old boys heading out. Like, a track that probably doesn't suit your skill set, it, it would have been, you know, you're, you're fit, you're good when the track gets rough yep. and technical. And like you said, that was more just... Yeah, it was pretty fast and even. Um, well, those... Whatever it was, 30 seconds of the first corner, that's what stuffed me my whole weekend. Like... Um, that's what it come down to for me because, you know, and I was disappointed because I was like, I trained too hard for this sort of stuff to be, you know, but it's motocross and everyone's good at different things and I was just disappointed I wasn't there to battle with them. You know, would have been different if I come around top three each start, um, but unfortunately I didn't put myself in that position and that's what it's about. I, I did it this weekend, I put myself in that position um, and I was able to you know, go for a race win against Gibbsy. Whereas if I'm back in 20th, yeah, you know, not, not it's... Happen. So that's important for me. Um, looking into Coolum now, we're just going to have a good week. Um, I'm just going to focus on my riding. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keen. I know Gibbsy's going to be holding it on there. It's a bummer that Ferris isn't uh, coming because I was... He's... Him and I, that's our favourite tracks, you know. It's cool and yeah, we both battle it. Uh, we were going to have a repeat of 2016 with yeah. you, you three going at it. For, I mean, back then yeah. it was for the championship. Obviously, Ferris is out of the championship now, but it yeah. still would have been cool to see you guys oh, yeah. going at it. And it's insane. He makes me lift. I love racing Ferris and I love racing Kirk as well. They make me lift and... Uh, and that, that would have been good, but hey, Kirk Stuley is going to be solid as hell. That's what's cool about Coolum is it's the dudes that are there at the end. And uh, we know Gibbsy will be there. So, yeah, we just got to put ourselves in that position. Good starts, good first few laps. Get ourselves in the position to be able to to go for race wins that's the important part that's it. I mean two days of racing there it's going to be a, a balancing act of getting the race wins and then I guess as much as you probably hate media guys like me asking like the championship's got to start creeping in a little bit with the the thought of the second day if, you, if you're going well going into there you can afford to 
you know, back it off a little bit and take the positions you need maybe, you know? Yeah, like for me, I, I love that it's got two days there because it's a physically demanding yeah. track, you know? And I think for yourself, from my opinion, you couldn't ask for a better two rounds to yeah. finish, you know? Yeah, like for me, I, I want it, I'd like them not to touch it, like to Just do the sad it. day like they do at the GPs because then, you know, I work so hard. That's, that's my thing. I just train my butt off and that's... That's why I love races like that because it makes me feel like, you know, when I pass some dude because his tongue's in the chain, I'm like, yeah, that's because... I'm working hard. I'm, I'm putting gas through my bike during the week. I'm Well, you guys are doing other things. I'm training, man. I'm on the cycle bike and I'm pumping out motos. So that's what makes me feel good and I look forward to tracks like that, you know. Tracks like Maitland, you turn up and you're like, oh, man, like <laughs> I could have went and worked during the week, you know. it's That's a little bit disappointing. Um, but... Hey, I guess it, it makes a championship. A series, you know? Yeah, and what a championship! Like you said, 2016, we were battling for a championship. But I remember I'd win races and I'd make up like one or two points on them because it was just us three always there. I could crash in the first turn, get back to third. Yeah, it was a big separation that year. Yeah, I think this year it's a lot more of an even playing field. It yeah. seems like, um, like and everyone's had a crazy moto where you had one thaggy. Yeah, you know, Cloudy's had I can't remember what round he had that bad round out. Yeah, now, but there's you know everyone is. Yep. Has had, you know, obviously Gibbsy got injured at Murray Bridge. Yep. It's been it's been a tale of uh, inconsistency maybe as far as that goes. Yeah, it's some I was thinking about it the other day, I'm like, man, Cloudy and I and Mel Ross are going for a championship. Oh, of course, Hayden, I mean you can't forget yeah, that. Yeah. He just did that injury yep. this morning, unfortunately. And yeah. I mean what a swing between you three and one race technically, because yeah. we didn't even do the second moto. Yeah. Um, man, you went from third to first in the yeah. championship. And that's what that's what's insane because like I remember going for championship against Josh Coppins and it was like points and I think he beat me by two points and trying to make up two points on a day was very difficult like mm. I'd go 1-1 one, one and he'd be 2-2 two, two and I'd be like man like this is insane or I'd win he'd win the first one I'd win the second one so we'd, I'd win the day but get no yeah. points on him like, just end up even yeah yeah it's crazy whereas hey I went into Maitland with a five point lead and I come out with a, a ten points down so I lost 15 points and that's kind of yeah it's insane <laughs> I can't believe it it's great for the championship I think you know Kevy's loving it it's um, great for, yeah, the, for fans the fans and that's stuff. for sure I ain't cool them I mean probably to finish up now like the one advantage I think you're gonna have you've been in this position I think many times before now yep. and uh, you know that experience I think personally can pay off dividends at the high pressure situations you know yeah it's experience is tough you know like today my experience come in where I was like I'm just gonna sit behind Gibbsy you know yep. I was thinking about 2012 Jay Foreman was always saying to me Todd just let it come to you like you don't have to win in the first lap you know like if that was me like the track's a little bit sketchy today blah blah I would have been going hell for leather trying to get Gibbsy in the first five minutes mm. you know a um, little bit of experience you know I didn't crash because of it because I just let it come to me and so that's probably maybe a little bit of experience I don't know about championship wise because some things are out of your control yeah, like, yeah some things I mean you see, we've seen yeah. it today we've seen it the previous round yep. stuff can happen real quick yeah so I'm not look this has been such a crazy year. I'm like, one minute I've got the red plate, next minute I don't. Like, it's, we have had snap subframe. Um, yeah. You know, we lost 35 points. Like, so it's, yeah, the year's been just crazy. And so I don't count anything out. I'm just like, man, at the end of the day, 
I'm going to ride Coolum. I'm going to have some fun. I can't wait to race the boys. It's uh, that's my main focus is just go and have a ball. That's what we're there for, eh? That's it, mate. Well, um, we'll have a good week. You staying or you staying up at Coolum for the week? Or what are no, you no. We live down at Gold Coast, so it's a two-hour drive for us. So we'll just do our thing during the week and then come up on the Friday and nice. do all that stuff. So we're looking forward to it. Two more. I was saying to Jules, like, man, it's a bummer that it's wrapping up. I'm. Uh, I love racing. I, I wish it was a 20-round championship. Yeah, it seems like it's gone pretty quick this year with mm. the way the rounds have been. But, I mean, As. on to Supercross and yep. go from there. Right? Yeah, that's it. All right, mate. Have a good week. Okay, thanks.